Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. Today, you guys are going to love this. You're gonna, First off, you're going to love this woman I have on. Second, she's joining us all the way from Dubai. Dubai. That's like Dubai. It's not the U.S. <laughs> so I have Sumana Amar on the show today, and she has a fantastic story. So do me a favor and share this out. And let's get some people on here to hear Samana's story. And we will see you in just a minute with Samana Amar. And we are back. Let me bring Samana on the show. Samana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. So we were recently introduced by our friend Kelly. Yes. And she said Samana would be a great guest to have on the show. And so here you are. Oh what? my God! Like, what? yeah, that's amazing. I'm. I cannot thank Kelly enough for this introduction, and I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, we're making history here. Well, you know, I started this show. It's been over four years ago now, and um, it. I I literally started the show. To, just so everybody knows, she's not ignoring me. She's trying to share this out right now. Yes. <laughs> Ask me to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, go ahead and share it out. Go ahead. It's done. It's done. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So, so, you know, this is all about helping other people have a breakthrough in life. Absolutely. Um, I think that it doesn't matter where you live on planet earth. Everybody goes through crap and everybody gets stuck and they sometimes struggle to get unstuck. And so I'm excited to hear your story. I really, yeah. you're, you're my first guest from Dubai. So how's that? Oh my God. Oh my, lots of positive things tonight. Oh, I good know. morning to you. And we're both <laughs> yeah. in blue. We're both in blue. <laughs> I know, right? So, Samana, let's start with um, you talking about telling everybody a little about you and where start with where you were born and raised. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like 20 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I actually I'm Lebanese. Okay. And I was born in Lebanon in a, in a small village that is probably 20 to 25 minutes away from the capital, Beirut. Okay. okay. These are my roots. I grew up there and I went to university there. And then uh, Dubai was my second home. Uh, so I've been away from home almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Yes, uh, I've been in other Gulf countries, but the longest has been in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates. So both places, Lebanon and UAE, specifically Dubai, are actually like places that I hold dearly uh, to my heart. And I have had amazing experiences by being in such a cosmopolitan um, country. So... Um, I just have beautiful things to say. I have seen it evolve. I go back home, have nostalgia to, to for home. So which is which is quite, Lebanon? Yes, which is Lebanon. Yes. So so let let me ask you because you you we went through that pretty quick, and I want to come back to um, how long were you in Lebanon? Your entire childhood? Yes, uh, my entire childhood was in Lebanon. Okay. And um, yeah, up to my 20s, okay. uh, I was in Lebanon. So I, I grew up there. I studied there. Uh, my family lives back home still. 
my my friends who haven't left uh, because we are Lebanese, we really tend to leave. Uh, there's a lot of us outside of Lebanon more than uh, most of us who are actually living there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah I've spent my childhood um, there, and I grew up there before I started like career and really like proper 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 job. I have several friends here in the States who are, you know, maybe, maybe not first generation Lebanese, but their parents were from Lebanon. So, mm -hmm. um, so, so talk about, because I remember, I mean, there was a lot of, um, in Lebanon, there was a lot of, all I can remember is seeing on the news that bombs were dropping all the time. It seemed like around, around and in Beirut in the eighties, at least. Um, did you, did you experience any of that stuff? Yes. yes. Wow. I do have, uh, I do have childhood memories actually when, um, when I was in Beirut, when bombs were coming through, and then we as kids uh, would want to eat like something specific. So I would ask my grandma um, to, to basically go and get me that specific cheese under the, 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 the whole bombing or, so I really remember that. Um, but what I remember as well is, is, um, is the love that I had from my family back then. Yeah. So I remember a little bit from, from, from the war. Um, I'm born in the eighties. Okay. So okay. Um, I do remember that, but I do remember as well the, the love or the normality of, of life and the resilience that Lebanese people from my yeah. grandparents to my parents that they really have, yeah. uh, which ha I think I have carried throughout, uh, to be honest, and uh, yeah. to really have done a breakthrough by wanting to leave uh, at a certain time when it wasn't something very popular for Lebanese girls to go and basically live in the middle, in the Gulf region at that specific time when I moved to, uh, around 2001, 2002, it wasn't something very popular. Wow. Uh, that girls do. Yeah. So, so you, you left Lebanon and you were in your early twenties. Yes. And you went went to Dubai? Yes. Okay. And I fell in love with Dubai. <laughs> as soon as I say Dubai, you light up. Like your face just lights up. Yes. So so I, uh, I I I told you before we started, I've not obviously I've never been over there. Um and I've seen tons and tons of videos and pictures and it just looks amazing. Um what what would what would you um i guess uh, were you by yourself or did somebody go with you no actually i was by myself so before we move to that you have two places that you need to visit so both are dubai and lebanon <laughs> yeah. see in the news is not is not the reality i was recently there in july i've had the time of my life between having fun with friends, uh, going out partying, having the best food. So if you're really familiar with mana'ish or hummus or tabbouleh, you might have heard these types of foods that hummus is very famous. Ha hummus? <laughs> hummus, hummus. H-U-M-M-U-S. Yes. The, 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 yeah, the, I eat it almost every day. I love yeah, hummus. So you're half Lebanese now. Finished. Done. <laughs> <laughs> You just That's have awesome. to like hummus and you're, it's done. <laughs> I love hummus. I eat it every day of my life. So yeah. I'm vegan. So hummus is a go-to food for me. Yes. <laughs> so. Lots of lentil stuff that we really cook with. So yeah, definitely you really need to visit these two places. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I went to, to Dubai uh, in my early 20s. And uh, I basically just like came uh, came here on on a vacation in 2001 and i really liked it and uh, then i said i mean this is a place i could really live like it's very uh, modernized and and uh, kind of like um, it has this type of structure and culture that everything is really organized which was a little bit chaotic back home for me 
and then this is what i have done i basically like started to apply for jobs and then i got a job as a basically a receptionist in a hotel in their spa so it was like a very random type of job that i needed uh, I, I decided to take so i was like oh it's good experience uh, i will interact with people from all around the world and yeah this is how i just uh, a company was recruiting and then i just came and lived in the in the dorms or the accommodation wow. and and then it became home for me so let me ask you a question because we're gonna we're gonna get into some of the other stuff that you're doing too um, but you know, they're, they're, I'm sure as a kid, all of the, I mean, I can't like Americans cannot relate to bombs going off. <laughs> like we can't, that doesn't happen here. Thank God. But it, it not yet, at least it doesn't happen here. And so, you know, what kind do you feel like that causes any additional pressure that kind of pushed you in the direction that you went as an adult? Uh, you mean like uh, traumatized me? Yeah, like yes, but but it, it yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how it couldn't a little bit at least, right? Yes, I understand you uh, absolutely. I mean, um, there is the, of course there is this aspect of of safety yeah. that uh, probably this is what lightens uh, my my face up when I say Dubai because it's quite safe. It's one of the safest places in the world. So definitely the aspect of safety is, is key. And un, until today, for example, I recall even if, if people are probably like doing some fireworks when I'm back home, I would question, is this fireworks or is it something else? My nephews and nieces would be around. So it kind of definitely um, puts, puts you off in terms of, of the safety aspect of life. Yeah. Uh, and um, Luckily, I, as I told you, like um, I, 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 we were surrounded with love. I would remember few things, uh, but it, there, it has just been the, the aspect of safety. And I really see it when I'm back home and there is anything or any news, uh, or whenever we hear news when when um, when something is going wrong back home, yeah. and you want to call your parents uh, as an as an adult, for example, and then they are probably like. Uh, not answering the phone so you would be in in such a panic mode of where they are something must have happened uh so it, it's quite um definitely it does leave a, an impact on you yeah. it is in the back 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 side of your of your brain it's not like there and you're like oh i cannot really go around but you're you're careful sure sure yeah. so so when like growing up as a kid what was the culture like for you um did you start working at a young age did you have responsibilities um you know uh here in in the states uh, there's a lot of um there's a lot of entitlement a lot of kids that don't have a work ethic yet but uh, you know i think pain precedes all wisdom so you know you got to go through that but as a kid in in the culture that you grew up in um was was work ethic was it was it really absolutely. instilled in you absolutely and especially like i remember during my university years uh, i mean i would study still have fun i really got like a great a great time yeah and then um in addition to to that i would definitely be for example teaching students after after studying or probably during summer get a summer job that would basically help me uh to really have some um let's say income that would come to me that i would use for for studying so yeah it was something that is very popular and to your point, I mean, I, I understand the concept of entitlement. Um, however, in my opinion, if you don't have a breakdown, you don't have a breakthrough. Mm. And this is something that I believe. And I, I've written I've written probably like a little article or a post one time about breakdown and breakthrough because for me they are a coin of two sides. Yep. So any disempowering a feeling that you really have at any point of your life you can make the best out of it you really need to 
understand what is is trying to teach you. So if you would ask me if I want to change anything from the past, where I grew up, what, what's the situation, um, and it has developed some of my values, I wouldn't want to change anything because uh, it has taught me that uh, politicians are are most of them are because I live in a country where they are amazing, but like in my country, they've not been fair or they have really taken away a lot of the entitlements of, of the people. So it has really yeah. taught me the value of, of for example, fairness and, and maybe safety and all the things that had shaped me up to be who I am. I, I, you know, there's my wife quoting you. I love that. Um, so, so, well, I mean, here in the state, in, in the U S our politicians are all perfect. I'm kidding. That's a joke. They, you're all... very lucky. I'm having that on the next plane. <laughs> our hard. No, our politics. Uh, well, we better not even get into that. Wow. Yeah. Our no, politicians. Don't have to. I can't, I can't, I don't talk politics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so, you know, I think that, that, and, and Jackie says pain, pain precedes all wisdom. So, um, you know, I, I think that when you got to Dubai, you got, you, you said you were applying for jobs, you got a job as a receptionist in a, a hotel in the what what area the in the in the spa in the spa. so mind you i didn't even know what spa means i mean i studied <laughs> english but uh but like i studied english and i was like i need to really get any job that i would basically get and the first few months uh, i mean my english was really good i was getting really high grades i was very good in literature uh, and I studied like science, but for me, uh, like to think in English and to be able to answer very like randomly in English was like a game changer. And uh, the encounterment that I had with, with col colleagues uh, back then who are from different countries from all around the world, and you have to understand their accent, uh, that was kind of like a game changer for me. Like I really fell in love with, with that that culture or that uh like talking to people from about the, what food they eat or what do they do and their hobbies and and it has really made me feel like like you when you really feel that you're you're belong to the whole earth like you don't belong to somewhere that was like kind of like the first drop uh for me and i know kelly since then by by the way the one who introduced us i know her since 20 years and that says a lot Wow. Because this means I've kept the connection of somebody I met when I first came in Dubai, although they are not yet in Dubai. So it, it's one of the foundations of what I believe like being a, a human being is by accepting people from everywhere. And I've always felt uh, that really resonated with me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I totally agree with you, by the way. I can't stand people that. I shouldn't say that. I don't, I like, you know, we're, we're all, we are all different, but we're all, we're all the same. I, I truly okay. believe we're everybody on this planet is connected spiritually. Um, but we've all tried to define God through different religions and everything else. And only the dead truly know who God is, I think, but you know, so let me ask you this because I don't, again, I'm coming from a place of total ignorance, having never been to, is that considered, is that considered the Middle East? What is considered the Middle East? In Dubai? Terms of Dubai, is that part of the Middle East or no? Oh, absolutely. It's, oh. it's, it's in the Middle East. It's one of the, I mean, it's the Gulf region of the Middle East. Okay. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. See, I'm, see, I'm learning here. Yeah, um, you're you're helping me. You're helping me. That's great. We can do that yeah. anytime. <laughs> so so, but you like don't. How do I even ask this? Aren't women treated differently there? Like I, I, it seems like everybody has told me or I've heard that women have to cover their faces and their heads. Or is that not true? And. 
I mean, there is a certain religious dress code that women choose to wear while they are in 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 the in the in in Dubai. Okay. So you choose. can wear your abaya. You can cover. You can wear your abaya without cover if you want to. But as as a, there isn't a mandatory rule for you in, in Dubai to be wearing the abaya. Uh, you. I mean, I just wear my jeans or whatever I would like to wear um, when I'm going out. So I feel total freedom. I would wear what I'm wearing here when I go to the States, when I travel. So the respect that they have to women and the empowerment that the people have really put, I mean, I think that if I, we're very close to the Emirati National Day, Women National Day, by the way. It's, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's tomorrow. They're celebrating the Emirati National Women, uh, I believe, tomorrow. So they have really empowered the women to be in, in places that most of the other countries can aspire to really be at. So no, I feel safe. I wear what I what I want based on, on the, the where I am going. Yeah. Uh, you dress the part. It's 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 an open um, country with its own conservativity as long as you're basically respecting um uh, everyone else with, with your with the way that you're living but uh, no uh, it's you know uh, your perception is wrong i well i had a friend who was from iraq and and he said he's a doctor and he said that you know because he's he he converted to christianity i believe and 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 he said that he couldn't even go back and visit that or maybe it was iran i i don't remember but he said that there were there were people out to get him because he converted to, and I'm like, wow, that that I, I don't know about Iran. I I haven't visited the country, so yeah. I I would be also ignorant like you to comment. To be yeah. fair, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I would speak about the life that I am living, and yeah. it's a very respectful uh, life yeah. to to my feminism, to my achievements, to to me as, as a woman, and um, that's awesome. I, I, I mean it. I ha I just love it. It's just yeah. very real and authentic and safe. That's so awesome. So yeah. so you you started in the spa, and 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 I mean, because today now you're the hotel manager. Is that your title? Yeah, yeah. I'm a hotel manager in one of the five star hotels in in Dubai. Wow. So yeah, I did start uh, my career uh, from the start of uh, what they call it the hierarchy of of hospitality. Yeah. And uh, it has been a great and amazing journey, uh, to be honest. And uh, yes, I do manage a, a hotel at the moment. Um, wow. That is based here. Yeah. So, how do you go from being a receptionist? <laughs> to the hotel me i mean that's a huge leap isn't it 20 years that's 20 years yes that's 20 years my god you're putting me back into those days but yeah i mean it's uh, I, I mean i i always advise whoever i i am a very I, i'm an advocate of of hard work and also basically really pursuing your dreams. I never had the position, for example, in mind of where I want to, to really be. I, I just didn't like aspire, this is what I want to be. And, and that's like, this is what I want to grow towards. It's just start with, with my hard work and also being very lucky um, uh, at many times in my career to be having like amazing leaders who basically work on your own development, which actually inspired me to be one that really talks about personal development with people. Yeah. Um, you, they put you on the right path. Um, so I've always been, been somebody who wanted to aspire to learn more, grow more, probably cross train, study a little bit here, read a little bit there. And then it starts to come, and um, yeah, it's it's just it's been an amazing uh, journey. Of course, with a lot of breakthroughs, but yeah, um, it's it's been beautiful to be fair. So so talk about some of um, you know personal development has been huge in my life. Like I did, I didn't go to university. I didn't even graduate from high school. 
And, and, and I had a teacher tell me in, in high school, I would never amount to anything. Now I've written seven books and she's written zero books. So who's I'm writing my first book. Yay. I was going to ask you if you had a book. That's so awesome. Yeah. So I'm awesome. writing my first book and it's soon going to, to, to basically, and it's, it was inspired by something that happened in COVID, but we can talk about it later, but Oh my Happy God, you've where? written seven books. I need to pick up your brain. It has been one of the most, how can I say, like, it's been um, the amount of healing and self-reflection and procrastination and yep. all, all emotions that have come up since I started writing my book has been so much. So it's you've very cathartic. Books. Oh my God! Congratulations. Thank you. Well, I look. I, it's it. I'm not saying they're they're the best books in the world, but I I I remember I was in my 40s when I finally said, I late 40s when I said, okay, I got to write a book, and I knew I had to do it, and I did it. And Grant Cardone, who's a friend of mine, inspired me to to write. I mean, he did. He inspired me. And, and, you know, so I think, let me ask you this because a personal development to me is, um, and look, people are on here commenting about how your joy and happiness, oh. just, you just, you, you, you exude this, this joy. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all your comments. I cannot see them because he will think I'm ignoring. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so, so. Talk about the personal development part, because when you start at, I think so many people don't want to start as a receptionist. So many people want to start as the hotel manager, right? Please take my with all that. What? No, today I was talking to a colleague actually, and um, she's basically going to leave for personal reasons. Like she's joining her partner in another country. And then, you know, like you would laugh at comments that that people uh, tell you, but this colleague, like very positive from Indonesia, she was in my office. I was like, why you want to leave? Like we're here and it was personal. So then she tells me, you know, keep it up, Ms. Sumana. It's very hard to be you. And I'm like, take care of your health. Like there is a lot that you need. Like and and in my head, it's just like she's right. Like it's probably like she probably thinks it's hard to be me, but probably as you really grow and your experience people underestimate experience so it comes with experience and th yeah. there has to be a little i mean a little bit of authenticity and humbleness when um when you want to start somewhere so in in the book that i'm writing actually i will um i, I speak about who are you without your job title because that was kind of a breakthrough for me mm. uh, during COVID when people were losing their jobs, especially hospitality. And then I was sitting one day and I'm like, if I don't work in a hotel, who am I? Like, it just literally like hit me. And then definitely like, if we want to look at authentic human leadership, the first thing we need to lead is ourselves. And this is where my personal journey started with me when I was having a coach, then the coach basically spoke to me about values, about limiting beliefs, which usually are a lot <laughs> when you're yeah. in that much yeah. experience. Yeah. Then what's my purpose? And then I recall one day when she asked me to basically work on my own personal purpose. And I always liked coaching. So I was doing some coaching um, courses myself online before I really got my current certification, which is a strength-based coaching. And then I called her crying. I said, I cannot do this purpose thing. I don't want to do this this whole purpose. How can I do this purpose? I, how would I know what my purpose is? And I said, no, this is not for me. I, I, like, And I was literally crying. And then she, I remember like specifically, we went out um, she said, we're not going to have any coaching. We're going to go out for breakfast. We're going to sit and you're going to be putting out all your thoughts on a piece of paper. So we ended up putting all my thoughts on a piece of paper and then we broke down and I'm forever grateful for her. She's a very good friend of mine now. And this morning when I'm on your show, she's the first person I really texted to thank her for 
pushing me there. Uh, and then this is where, where the values came out with. Uh, and then we really like identified kind of a purpose of what I want to do. On, and it's been something that has always been that I have in the past couple of years, I'm leaning on it because the moment I do something, I say, does it align with my purpose or not? Is it part of my values or not? Why do I get angry if this person does this or not? So personal development for me has been big. I don't recognize me before my purpose was clear and after. I'm like two different people. And when they tell you and, and like you can create a new self through personal development, like this is very true. You have an ability with, of course, with science at the moment, with neuroplasticity and everything else to really accept to be a beginner. Because if you have a beginner mindset, yeah. you're always going to grow you're always going to develop you're always going to be able to be the better version of yourself day after day i still deal with that yeah. i still deal with a lot of limiting beliefs a lot of days that i mean my joy probably thank you for the comments but i have my days as well and this is where there has to be a lot of like self-reflection yeah i totally agree totally agree so, so when you, when you, um, I, I think about, you know, COVID, um, there's a lot of hotels that didn't even survive in COVID. Okay. They went under, um, did you, you stayed employed? Yes, I was working in a sister property to the current property I was working and yes, I was uh, left employed. And um, during COVID at that specific hotel, we were open because we had some people who were basically, I mean, open for the ones who were living still in the hotel and then closed for whoever. Yeah. So, um, yes, uh, but, but Dubai has been known to be one of the places which has really managed uh, the pandemic in a very, very, very professional manner. Yeah. So I feel actually blessed to have been in this period at that specific in, in this place, to be honest. Yeah. So you, you, but that was a moment during the pandemic that kind of was like the, uh, uh, you had a moment, uh, I'll call it a spiritual awakening, so to speak, right. right? You had a moment where you were like, wait a minute, what if I lost my job here? Who, who am I? If this, exactly, is, if this isn't exactly, it. That's it. It, it. It's exactly has how you explain it. Yeah. With a lot of emotions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you cry? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Did you? Because um, you, you, you really like when you don't know yourself. Like you kind of think you know yourself. Yeah. Uh, you basically lead your teams before you're in an autopilot uh, style. You have your life. It's kind of like going in the right direction. You book your vacations when you want to. You have your hobbies. I do my sports. All of these things. Yeah. And then before the pandemic hit, I just um, had a coach who I wanted to speak to her about personal stuff. And, you know, like, and then COVID hit. And then all what we were doing was this whole breakthrough of like, who am I? And what will I do? And if this happens, and then anxious, anxious thoughts and anxiety kinds of flares, and and why am I feeling what I'm feeling? So I definitely would call it um, a spiritual awakening. Yeah, it's actually kind of like now uh, a friend of mine calls that it's like you're in the divine order of why you want to do what you want to do and how do you want to get to know yourself. Yeah. Um, and it, it has been a, a journey since then. This that's, is exactly like the what you explained. That's amazing. It's I well, I, I only know how to explain it because I've experienced it. Right. So and I so, wish everybody would. It's actually yeah. the lowest you can really feel as a human being. Yeah. Uh, you you basically uh, they call it in, in psychology, probably identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. they might call it like anything else than than maybe spiritual awakening but i would say it is definitely an awakening whatever terminology they want to put behind it right so so you when when you had this moment um it's not like you you know you don't have these moments in life where you wake up and and all of a sudden you have all the answers 
you literally are like, holy crap, I have no answers. <laughs> like, right. So what did you, what were the next steps for you to help you get to where you are now? What did you do? What, how did you find the answers? What did you start looking for? And somebody on here, Dana said, how did you know your purpose? How did you find that? What happened? I still look for answers. I don't have the answer. That's that's very important for people to know. You can definitely shape your purpose and then it can, it's malleable. It grows. But uh, basically through, through the coaching that I was going through and through, um, I, I really leaned into a lot of uh, meditation, a lot of mm. journaling during that period, a lot of tools and um, ways of me to really understand what is going on. So the journey has been identifying my own values and my limiting beliefs. These were the basic steps of any personal development that I wanted to go. I mean, I, I went through because through that, you get a lot of answers. You get you yeah. understand why people's reactions sometimes trigger you or why something makes you really very happy. If you talk to me today about personal development, I could probably sit for hours because it speaks to me. It speaks to my passion. It speaks to the thing that I feel I'm divinely led to, to basically do in this life. So there yeah. has been a lot of work when it comes to, uh, you know, working with my mind, my body and my soul. It might sound very cliche and it might sound something that people uh, think, oh, okay, mind, body and soul and I, I just go work out. But it, it's not like that. I mean, I, I really like um, quote a lot of uh, Robin Sharma when he really speaks about the your 5 a.m. club. It has been a book that I probably have studied, not even just read and highlighted and and went into the things that you could do with early rising and stuff. And I've, I've done it. Um, I've also have. Um, uh, I mean, worked on my mind. mind. I start uh, during the, the pandemic is the time where I slightly before, but I mean, more consistent during the pandemic, I went into uh, meditation. It was new to me. So I really was, I, I now can understand when they tell you, like, listen to your own inner voice, because this is where I was able to get some answers. It, it got clearer to me. I read a lot. Um, I got inspired by um, somebody called Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is somebody. Uh, I love Joe. Yeah, he's love, like, I, I had, an, I had an, uh, probably a couple of uh, obsession months with Dr. Joe Dispenza when it comes to basically how you can really shift your re reality. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of, uh, I've read, I've uh, spoken to people, of course, through coaching. And I mean, it, it's a journey. So you don't really come to your purpose just like that, but you have to do the work. Like if you want to commit to, to waking up every morning and saying to yourself, this is what I want to do. I want to wake up and just go for a walk. Like you, have, you really basically need to do it. You need to have the grit to, to do it and to understand uh, that there are times where you won't do it and there are times where you would. And I don't know about you, Ken, but with me, um, self-development and getting to know a lot about myself has also brought in a lot of issues, <laughs> which is being harsh to yourself at times, uh, not having enough self-compassion and self-love, which is something that you really try to develop as you move forward. And if you would ask me currently, the biggest pandemic in the world is not necessarily COVID. It's people understanding their own worth and self-worth and self-love. This is the pandemic of the current generation because we're always looking outside of us for answers and the answers are inside of us. Like, this is my realization. <clears throat> so you're you're literally, there's, there's a saying, it goes, you're singing to the choir um, I, I, I've meditated every day of my life for 19 wow. plus years wow. and, and it's, it's a non-negotiable for me. Dr. Wayne Dyer is one of my favorite all time. Thank he you. is my, is Thank my you. favorite. Yeah. Thank and, you. and he, he talks about just for those listening, he talks about, 
um, you know, meditation and, 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 and finding that silence in between your thoughts, that gap in between the thoughts that we have, but that's where God lives is in between our thoughts. And, and so many people are praying, please, God, please, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me, God. And, and there's nothing wrong with prayer at all. But it's the meditation that helps us silent, be silent and hear God, feel God, experience God and experience everything that's that's holy inside of us already. Absolutely. The, the, the whole, I mean, wine diet is has had a huge impact on my life, a huge impact. If I tell you, I would be driving to work listening to him. I would be reading his books early in the morning. Yeah. I've had my wine diet kind of um, a journey and I still consider him. I mean, his first book and his story and his erroneous zone story, um, uh, book yeah. and how he wrote it and his 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 breakthrough when he was with his father at the graveyard it's it's a story to be told to generations and generations and generations yeah, yeah. so definitely if you need to be silent to hear your own thoughts whether it is your meditation whether it's your prayer how can you really like be not hear what your soul is telling you if you're not silent and this is something that mm. um i mean in in his book i i believe like um it's the the power of awakening mm -hmm. he speaks about uh, your i mean your ability when when you're an awakened person you it's not like you were sleeping and you were awake it's kind of like that but it's more of of displaying all what other religions speak about where you have to be kind to people yeah. where you need to be non-judgmental where you basically need to be somebody who does not gossip where you really like do not hold people accountable for things or expect things back from them. So it's yeah. things that really like it's it's humanity at its best when you really like feeling a, an enlightened moment because it's true. It doesn't have any ego in it. Your ego self is not there. Or although I mean ego is 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 not our enemy, but it's how much like we really um, uh, basically use it in our life. So for me. It's it's been a non-negotiable that you like being a, a humble person and being in the now and uh, has been something that I always go back to. Of course, life happens, and then um, Abraham Hicks says that there are consequences or things that are happening. We have times where you're really anxious. You wake up, you don't know what what's going on with you. You're you're in in there, but now you start to accept. And you start to say, okay, this is happening with me. And yeah. I don't know why. And what is happening? You seek help. But it is this acceptance that, that really is kind of the breakthrough. This is the first step of breakthrough. You need to accept where you basically are. I, I wrote about that in my first book. I, I, I'm going to read your I, book for sure. I, I, I call it. Uh, and I reference Wayne Dyer and Grant Cardone a lot, but you know, I I, I talked about it's surrender, right? I, I just recently celebrated 20 years of of sobriety. And and I remember back 20 years ago when I was still drinking alcohol like they were gonna quit making it. And 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 I I I had to surrender. I had to surrender to what was ki literally killing me. And, and, and I remember reading Wayne Dyer and he, and he talked about that the, in the gap, the, the space between our thoughts. And he says, um, he says, the beauty in music is the silence between the notes, right? Absolutely. And, and that, just, I, that always resonated just instantly like, yeah. wow, I get it. It was like an yeah. aha moment for me. And, and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. So yeah. Samana, with, with, as you were going, as you were going through your journey of, you know, here you are 20 years into your hotel career, um, in Dubai and you are, are, you know, suddenly the pandemic hits and you're like, Oh God, what happens if I, if I lose my job and wh who am I and what, where do we go from here? Right. You you keep mentioning coaching and and I'm a coach. I coach a lot of people. 
but like, like when, when you talk about coaching, I love people that go, I'm not hiring a coach. That's stupid. I'm, I can find all the answers on YouTube. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. I don't know why, but talk good luck. about I, I tell them good luck because they're not ready. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get, I get, they're not ready. That's the answer. That is the answer. Because it's like I said, pain is the predecessor of all wisdom, right? So, so you can't, so talk about that. The moment that you said, oh God, I need to, I need to find somebody to help me with this, right? Yeah. How did that unfold? Yeah. I mean, I had, I, as I told you, I had this, uh, this coach who uh, was basically just coaching me on, on basic stuff, like personal stuff, like development. I've never had it. It was becoming trendy. And I just like hired a coach before the pandemic. That was January, 2020. And then COVID hit and then we're there. Yeah. And then during that time, of course, like she also like pushed me to 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 pursue coaching because she said from the first session I remember and she remembers and I'm, I'm writing about it in the book she's like you can do coaching and I've always felt throughout my career I've always been that some one person who really liked uh, colleague people development so yeah. I mean in, in our career you need to really basically take care of the business the guests of course and right. then part was the colleague and that was one area that I really always felt it really spoke to me so uh, I started to take some coaching um, uh, courses online. I, I did that. But then because I'm in the business of, of hospitality and we're exposed to different type of coachings, I decided to take a course uh, that is the Gallup. Uh, it's, it's a very well-known uh, international company. And because it speaks to me and it is like strength-based coaching. So this is where you're able to really identify your strength and then lean on them as you move forward on your personal and professional life. And I've always used them throughout uh, my career. Before I became a, a coach with them, I've always used them to, to uh, recruit uh, in, 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 I mean, move people around within the team where I feel like somebody who's probably strategic and do a strategic role or spot talent. So it's kind of a talent to spot talent. Yeah. And uh, this is where I basically like said, I'm going to get myself certified with that. And so I, I did an online life coaching course and it was an eye opener. I was being coached myself and then I did the strength based coaching. And and then uh, as a coach, they always tell you like you don't really basically give people a fish. You teach them how to fish. Yeah. And uh, one of the examples that I use when it comes to, to strength coaching is that if you have a child who's really good in math and not very good in, in language, the first thing that the parents do is that they give him a language teacher instead of giving him a math teacher so the good can become great. Right. And this is where strength is. So today, if, if my strength is positivity or strategic, how can I basically apply it to my life? And why do I not enjoy certain things that I don't like? Because it's actually not, doesn't come natural to me. Right. So basically, if you have a talent that displays itself as a strength through the assessments that this company does online, and then you're able to basically get your uh, talent uh, invested in it becomes a strength and then you basically grow it and you're very familiar with the dark spots of it so if there is a situation like in my top five strengths i have for example positivity but if the situation does not really require positivity this is not where my strength will be displayed right. and then you have an acceptance of these areas are not for me i'm not uh, probably somebody who is going to be um working on on something that does not really speak to the talent that i am there is like 34 themes and you basically like uh, kind of study them and link them together yeah. so it helps teams grow and managers grow and uh, it helps on a personal level on a professional level but if somebody says uh, i'm not ready to have a coach it's because they're not ready to face themselves so i definitely respect that they always go back. I had a colleague who never wanted to to have a coach, and then two years down the line, she took the number of my coach, and then she she basically spoke to that. So, yeah. if they're not ready, they're not ready. They're it's it's a path, and you either want to grow and develop and have a growth mindset and be empowered to really become your better version, or or not. So I definitely respect this. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I what you're saying is is so true. It's like 
so many people are focused on, on their own weaknesses and how to make their weaknesses better. And, and that's like trying to teach a fish how to climb a tree. <laughs> is the analogy I've heard, right? Absolutely. It's like, no, focus on what your your strengths are. And I, I, I mean, Ken, this is where authenticity comes in. This is where if you um, are authentic enough to accept who you are, and again, we go back to self-acceptance and self-worth. Yep. So it's a chain reaction. So you accept yourself, you accept that these are your strengths, you develop on your strengths, and you're going to grow from there. I mean, you cannot imagine how much really understanding what you're good at can really get you into. It's yep. just an unbelievable journey. Like, you don't have to beat yourself up. And I've been guilty to beating myself up. And uh, in terms of uh, wanting to be, of course, you're like, if you have, you're kind of a high achiever or whatever, you want to just like grow and develop and you hold yeah. yourself accountable and responsible. I'm like, no, but I don't enjoy to do this. Like, I, I don't really like it. And <laughs> I need to know how it's done, but I, I don't know it. Can I delegate it? And th this is where you're basically, you're, when you're leading, you're, you're basically smart. Right. That's <laughs> so, I, I think... So let, let me ask you, I cannot believe we're already at 51 minutes into this interview. This is insane. That went like that. So let me ask you this. And, and I ask every guest this question. Um, and, and the number one answer is fear. So you can't use that. You have to come up with a better answer than fear. Um, but the, the question is, in your opinion, Unless it's fear. <laughs> I'm kidding. So in your opinion, what do you think stops people in life from having two things? Number one, real financial success, right? Real financial success. And number two, freedom and happiness. And I do think they are related. I do. Th I love how Grant Cardone said, you know, this guy comes up to me after I give a talk and he's like, you know, Grant, not everything's about money. And he goes, I looked at him and said, you're broke, aren't you? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and, and for women, they say it's better to cry under the Eiffel Tower than like some in, in, a, in, a, in a very fancy car than <laughs> the <Christ> <laughs> yeah, in a grass hut. So, so, so talk about, in your opinion, what, what is holding people back from from experiencing real success and 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 joy and happiness and freedom in life? I mean, fear falls under limiting one of the limiting beliefs because we are actually afraid of who we would become if we were successful or mm. of who would become if we were really like financially freedom because it's not familiar. So I, I'm sorry, I have to say one of them is fear because we are actually afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of what our life would be. So we're going to be out of our comfort zone if we are um, in a different, if we're living a different lifestyle. And the second thing is basically limiting beliefs that are related to self-worth. I repeat, it is self-worth, so it's the fear of something unknown, and it is self-worth because am I deserving to be somebody who is very successful? Am I deserving to be somebody who is um, able to change people's lives? And one other thing is um, fear of people's opinion because we basically feed from people's opinion. We basically feed from their um way of thinking about us we want feedback we want that we want to know that yes this is making an impact in our lives and i i am guilty of that everybody's guilty of that once you get clarity on your purpose you will have those dips where you say like i had my moments when i was writing the book and i said but who would really think you are you want to write this book like what what are you really thinking and then the only time that I went back and said to myself, if it will help only one person on this earth, it is enough. So uh, that's 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 how what I think. I mean, you're you're really afraid of unfamiliarity, you're afraid of people's opinions, and as well, 
you're basically do not feel that you deserve it. I, I, I experienced, I, I actually got to a place when I wrote my first book, Samana, that I, I said, I don't care if one single person on planet earth buys a copy of this book. I, you know what? I, I, I got to write my book. I got to get it out and I got to get it out there no matter what. And then it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Oh, so. oh my God. I, I want those vibes to me, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I, it's... At some point, I stopped in the middle. I can relate to you because I was like, what are you thinking? Like, what do you want to put in there? And the moment I started basically going back, if one person is going to be benefiting from it, and then it's just some stories. I mean, I speak in my book about how I learned swimming. Uh, at the age of 39, professional swimming. I speak about how I went in and started painting during the pandemic. Like these are like just real authentic stories about my life. You want to read it, it's up to you, but it had helped me. And then when I actually accepted that it's just a simple book, it started to flow. That's it, that's it. So during the pandemic, <clears throat> Um, suicide rates skyrocketed all over the world. People mm -hmm. gave up. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, that's, that's just heartbreaking. If, if somebody listens to this or somebody is watching right now and they feel like they've given everything they have and they still can't get their crap together in life, they, they still feel like they they are floundering and they that maybe they're getting ready to lose all hope what would you say if they reached out to you and said samana i've tried everything and i just can't i can't i can't make it work what would you say to help them get through to the next moment I always lean uh, on gratitude when it comes to these moments, to be fair. Um, I myself, uh, I mean, during breakdown, you basically feel like, oh, my God, like this is the end. You don't know what you want to do. What's the next step? But the gratitude is something that really pushes you up. I would quote a wine dyer here, let go and let God, because the moment you basically let go and you lean on gratitude and just see a little bit of hope in a, a tiny tiny hope when you really shift your perspective from what you're seeing to gratitude a lot of things changed um gr gratitude for me is one of the strongest 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 i i emphasize um attitudes that you can really carry uh, around whether you want to do it in your journal, whether you want to do it um, talking to somebody. But I mean, I was recently talking to a friend of mine who said uh, somebody was very not feeling really good. And then he basically blindfolded them in his office and told them to walk around for like 10 minutes. And they started hitting left, right and center. And then he took the blindfold off and then he told them, what do you realize? He's like, my eyesight. So there are so many little mm. things that we have in our life that we need to be grateful for. Yeah. And I would definitely get somebody to lean on gratitude. Gratitude is your connection to God. There are times where you needed to ask God what you want, but there are times where you need to thank God for what you have. And then uh, that really like give you more and more and more. So I would definitely, anybody who's feeling down, it had helped me myself. Uh, in my down moments and uh, it is gratitude be, be grateful and look at little things that you're grateful for that's beautiful i i absolutely agree it's absolutely beautiful samana i can't believe we're at the end of the hour already oh my god yes where 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 first off do is do you have a website or anything that that people can no, I mean, I, I just have a, 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 a um, an Instagram account that I call it step.coaching. It's not a company. It's just something that I believe like one step at a time you can grow and develop. So yeah. people can reach me out there. Um, can they search you by your name on Instagram? 
Yeah, they can. And it says founder of that page because my Instagram is kind of personal. But yeah, step.coaching. So I basically post a lot of my thoughts there. And also on my link, uh, my LinkedIn is actually something that I speak a lot um, uh, of my input uh, about leadership, about uh, things related to life, coaching stories. I write a lot there. So yeah, I could be um, found on LinkedIn or on step.coaching as well. Yeah, or through my name, definitely. Or, or if, there, if, if anyone is in Dubai, visiting Dubai, vacationing in Dubai. They um, can come and see me for a cup of coffee. And, well, where and what's the hotel that you are the hotel manager? What's it called? I, I actually work for Raffles de Palm. Can you put that in the private chat so I can put it up on? Um, put it Absolutely. up on. Yeah, I'll do that right now. Sahar Amar, who's who is that? Somebody related to you? That's right? my sister. Hello, Sahar. <laughs> so nice to have you here. That's um, my sister. She's back home. Oh, is she? But she's logging in from Lebanon. Uh, that's so awesome. We have people all over the world watching us today. Oh God, that's amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. I'm going to put a banner up for anybody that that is in. Um, and I, I, I looked it up the other day. There's the hotel. So look it up. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hotel. It's amazing. Um, so there's, and then follow Samana on Instagram and um, LinkedIn, ev everywhere, right? You're, you're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So like Grant Cardone teaches, you gotta be, you gotta be omnipresent. And I totally about. agree. <laughs> Huh? What was that? You better be out and about. <laughs> yep, you do. You really do. Are there any final words you would like to leave with the audience to inspire them to be their, their best selves and to have a breakthrough today? I mean, before that, I just want to tell you guys, like I am on an interview where Grant Cardone was on. So for me, like, I just want to finish myself. <laughs> It's an overwhelming uh, emotion. Wow. Uh, my, my last words is, um, I don't know, it's, it's do not let anybody uh, basically tell you what you are not. I mean, if you're having an, any disempowering moment in your life, sit back and reflect why it is disempowering. This has been something that I do and it's very powerful because in this disempowering moment, you're having a breakdown. The other side of the cone is a breakthrough. And then this is where you basically understand values, paths, maybe cutting people from your life, keeping people in your life. It is a lot of, um, for example, things that show to you during that time. So do not let anybody tell you that you are not enough. Do not let anybody tell you that you are somebody who is um, uh, unable to do something. There's a lot of success stories around. Success does not have to be that you have to be famous. It is actually something that is not the synonym of famous. Success is personal. So you, you can be successful in whatever really makes you happy. Mm. And um, get, get into self-awareness. Get into self-awareness. It's a very nice journey to get to know yourself and grow from there. And if you ever wanted to, to learn how to uh, do music, go do it at 40, at 50. Whatever you really want to do, just do it because life is too short and then have fun with what you enjoy. Samana, you are amazing. You're amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. I, I, I'm so grateful. So much, Ken. Kelly Bone, thank you for introducing us. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, yeah, she's amazing. Love you. So, so Samana, thank you for coming on today and sharing your beautiful heart and your beautiful message with everyone and, um, and inspiring. I, even my wife is on here saying, what a great message you thank have. You, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>
we're gonna come and visit you in Dubai. Yes, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, listen, everybody, go follow Samana. What is the name of the coaching Instagram again? Could somebody type it in the comments for me, please? I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, you, you're gonna give it in the chat, oh, private chat. Okay. Yes. yes um, I'll do I'm that, gonna, yeah. uh, and we'll throw it up on it's yeah. step dot coaching. S T E P dot coaching somebody type that in the comments for me please step dot coaching um because there. you can grow as a step dot coaching yeah because the reason why is because you can grow step by step <laughs> i love that i love that so everybody make sure you go follow samana on instagram today right now go follow her and and get to know her you're amazing thank you so much and I'm going to end the live stream now, but I want to say thank you one more time. Thank you thank so you much. I'm here. grateful for this. And I'm really like privileged. Uh, it's my my honor and my privilege. So thank you. And we'll see you all later. Samana, stay with me. And we'll. I'm going to end this now. We'll see you guys later. Thanks so much for watching. And thank you if you shared this out. Thank you. Bye-bye.